it daytime? To the Two Brothers podcast. We're recording this on a Sunday. Um, I am Austin here with uh, here with Locke. Locke, how you doing? I'm doing good, Austin. Happy to be here. We're coming fresh off the MJ doc. Um, spoiler warning for all the things we're going to talk about today. I think we're going to start with the MJ doc and then just see where it goes. Talk about what we've been watching, what we've been seeing, and tie it all together. Um, we're like five weeks deep in a quarantine now. Um, the MJ doc was a breath of fresh air though. That was like the first live event that I actually like <laughs> cared about watching. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the, uh, the 10 hours of Peyton's places, 10 consecutive hours of that show leading into it was, uh, oh, I just caught the last five minutes. It just looked off. It, it was, looked it like a progressive tough. commercial. No, it just, it was a good indicator for how badly we needed this. And, uh, it was pretty dope. I don't know. What'd you think in general? Um, I want to see what happens with the, with the GM beef with Scotty. They, they definitely built up like the Jerry Krause stuff and, uh, you know, like, like he, he died. Like he he's not there to defend himself. (laughs) Like the whole first two episodes are just shitting on him basically. But I don't know. I think the, the highlights are super cool. They're kind of drawing it out. Like 10 episodes seems like a lot of episodes, you know, like, do you think that they could probably could have cut the two episodes that we watched tonight into like one or one and a half or something. They're definitely drawing it out. Like I get the intro first episode, but like the second episode for the majority of it still felt like an intro into the, like it was still like talking about his sophomore year, like the majority of the time. Yeah. But it is, I mean, some of the highlights getting it and like HD is insane. The rock, the cradle dunks and like the tongue out and like, all that stuff is the, just the crazy. The air hesitation shot. And I don't know why, but I think the fact that they left all the swear words in just makes it, like, so much better. Oh, it's so funny. Like, <laughs> hearing Michael just, like, spout off, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think uh, there were reports that came out that, like, Michael okayed the documentary the, like, a week, like, the weekend after um the championship parade for this 2016 cleveland cavaliers and i think because that's when people started that's when lebron obviously beats the 73 win warriors yeah, and yeah. that's when people start talking about like is he the greatest of all yeah time? yeah no that's actually when the goat buzz started for lebron right. and i think michael jordan was just like time, <laughs> time to remind everybody like <laughs> these young kids have no idea i mean well you know <laughs> Beto O'Rourke went on the Bill Simmons podcast and said he thinks LeBron's the greatest player of all time. <laughs> you think that got to him? No, ben I. O'Rourke. People, no, it's just out there, you know, because LeBron beats him in every single stat, right? Because he's played way more years. Like, think about the fact that by MJ's rookie season, since LeBron didn't go to college for three years, that's LeBron's fourth season, mm. and. Yeah. So by LeBron's fourth season, I'm pretty. That's '07. That's the year that he carried his team to the finals and dropped like 45 yeah. to beat the Pistons. You know, so like it's a tough comparison. All the cumulative stats, LeBron like basically has already beat Jordan in. Yeah, but you gotta look at times gone into the finals. No, times okay, the, the like thing, all that. the argument of like 
Jordan never lost when he made the finals, but LeBron had is complete BS because Jordan a couple of times didn't make it far at all. And would it have been better for him to be good enough to make the finals and then get crushed? Yeah, but to be fair, like, we're looking... If you're talking about those, like, early playoff exits, like, in that documentary, we just watched him put up 49 and then 63 against the 86 Celtics, who are the best team of all time. So, like... He just ne- But he never achieved, like, what LeBron did in LeBron's fourth season early in his career, you know? And I think, like... I, I would say LeBron, in my opinion, has had way harder competition. I think Jordan, I'll, I'll preface it with Jordan's my number one of all time. Like six and eight seasons. It's just, you can't even, like what's comparable now? You know, like LeBron had seven straight championship runs. Um, the Lakers, three, they did four straight finals uh, with Shaq and Kobe. And then the Warriors had five straight finals, but six out of eight is and just... And Jordan didn't even play all the, all the games, like, Here's the thing. Season, if he doesn't take years. those two seasons off... First of all, he came back for 95. He lost in 95. Yeah, to the Magic, right? Yeah. Or, uh... Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. Um, so, like... But, but there's no way if he doesn't get a two-year vacation, he can't come back and... He, He's you know, just going to be drained. He wouldn't have won six in a row. Like, he wouldn't have... I don't know if he would have won four in a row or five in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the attrition. Like, even the Warriors, who are, like, the, probably the best team of all time, the one with KD and Steph and Clay and Dre, uh, they couldn't even win three in a row. Like, everyone got injured. Yeah. You know? Like, it's, it's yeah, really it hard. Yeah, wears on them. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's insane. Um, and then, I, I guess the last thing I want to say about LeBron Jordan thing that I... So I firmly believe that like by the time this documentary is over, everyone's gonna be like Jordan number one, and all the LeBron stuff's gonna <laughs> stop for at least away. a little. Yeah, it's gonna swing. It's like a pendulum. It'll swing back to Jordan, um, and then LeBron will win a title with the Lakers, and then it'll swing back yeah. to LeBron. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the only thing that Jordan like, it's hard to compare them, and they both have they're both so good in so many different ways, but. Um, until I see an example of it, Jordan never had the 2011 meltdown that LeBron had against the Dallas Mavericks. That's really the only time that LeBron should have won a title and didn't. Like, if you look at all his other losses, he should not have won any of those. Yeah, the other teams it, he it played... It was tough to even bring there, like, the Cavs in 2007. Oh, I mean, that was... Just to get to the finals was a massive accomplishment. Yeah, exactly. 2011... That was a major meltdown. 2012, they win. 2013, they win. 2014, that Spurs team was one of the best best playing teams ever. Uh, 2015, Kyrie and Kevin Love were injured, and he still they took him to six. Uh, 2016, that's probably the greatest achievement I've ever oh, seen, yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah, like, definitely. literally. Uh, and then 2017, 2018, there's just no shot. The 2017 Cavs is, the best, is maybe the best team LeBron's ever been on. And they got they they lost in five. They had a historic offense. Kyrie was crushing it. Kevin Love was crushing it. LeBron was on fire, and they got killed. Yeah, did you see him like torching all the teams before them who are like good teams. Like the no, Raptors they were both twelve and zero. They were both twelve and zero when yeah, they yeah. when they met. And then the, the Warriors <laughs> literally went sixteen and one. I think that seventeen Warriors team might be the greatest team of all time. Probably by the That's end the of this. That's the one with KD, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
by, by the end of this, we'll talk about one of the Bulls teams. We'll, we'll give it back to one of the Bulls teams, maybe. Um, all right, let's uh, switch gears here now. Um, we'll, we'll maybe next Sunday we'll tune back into the Jordan Doc. Let's talk some Ozark. Uh, Log and I both finished season three of Ozark. Uh, he was waiting for me to catch up. Spoiler warning, we will be totally spoiling it. Uh, so if you haven't seen it or seen any episodes, actually, here's what we'll do first. Before, if, if you haven't seen it, we're going to talk about reasons to watch it if you're interested in watching it. And then we'll start spoiling stuff and talking about what happened in the newest season so you can like turn it off or whatever. Um, but yeah. Do you want me to start, or do you got anything? Um, well, let's preface this by saying I think that's this season of Ozark Season 3, they have the best acting of any season in this one. Like, every performance is just insane. Ex especially, my favorite is uh, new character Ben. Uh, the guy who plays him does just an insane job. Yeah, I don't even know, like, I, I actually Unknown. Googled him. Yeah, he's not really in anything significant. He's just, like, on random TV shows. Like, he was on some, I don't want to butcher it, but he was on, like, some cop crime show <laughs> that's on, like, ABC, right? right. Like, yeah, yeah. some garbage like that. And he was so good. Uh, I agree with you. The acting's, like, ridiculous. Like, actually, some of the best acting I've ever seen in a show. Yeah. Um, and Everybody's stealing the scene. Yeah, Laura, like. Laura Linney's really freaking yeah. good. Jason Bateman, like, I actually think, like, nobody knew Jason Bateman had this in the bag, yeah. you know? like He kind of took a backseat compared to the other seasons in this one, I feel like. Yeah, I, I know he does, like, a lot of directing and producing for the yeah. show, so I think he's kind of, like, it's his show, and um, maybe he sees that, like, you know, there's opportunity for other people to, like, step up yeah. and kind of... But um, Julia Garner, who plays Ruth Langmore, is just unreal. Um, she won an Emmy for season two, so she's already, like, pretty recognized. Yeah. Um, I would say, like, the plot is pretty good. It's, like, I, I can... We can't watch more than one episode at a time because it's actually... Especially the first season is, like, an anxiety attack, like, waiting to happen. You're just so anxious. <laughs> it's so tense all the time, but it's, like, riveting. Um, season three was a lot more chill. It was a lot more, like, emotions. Yeah, and, it like, was much more character development, I would say. Yeah, and now we'll dive into it. So, like, what, I guess, compared to other seasons, or, like, what do you like about this season? What do you think about it? What I think about it is, um, every character is just drastically different from when they first started the season by the end. It, every character is just... Like, Laura Linney's character, Wendy, is just, like, a shell of herself at the end, kind of. And then Jason Bateman's character, Marty, like, he's he's different, man, from when he went to Mexico in that one episode. He came back, like, revamped, but kind of, I guess... Honestly, I thought that they were going to be... Because he never even ends up turning the FBI agent. Yeah. Like, that was a dumb plot line, actually. Um, and, he, like, I was a little let down by... I thought that they were just going to turn into, in, like, complete psychos. You yeah, know, like, when he gets back like from Mexico. And then, and then at the end of season two, uh, Laura Linney's character is, like, you know, she directs the murder of someone. And then you think that, like, 
she's going to come back and be a crazy psycho. And she does want the power. She, they actually do build that up really well. Um, but she's still not as crazy. Like she's freaking out when she okays the murder of her brother. Yeah. And, um, I think the mob boss is actually one of my favorite characters, not the mob boss, the Mexican drug Lord Navarro Navarro's, is one of my favorite yeah. characters. Cause they just build him up so well. He like, doesn't say anything, you know, you he's, know, like, yeah, he has very few words, but he's so scary. So when scary. He says them that like, less it is builds more, him up. less yeah. is more for sure there. Um, the whole Wyatt Darlene storyline is terrible. Like, I think it sets up season four well for Ruth and Darlene to kind of be teamed up, but Wyatt being with her was out of nowhere. They didn't really build it up to I'm, where I bought it. Yeah, I'm. It, it's definitely. I think season three is the weakest season, um, but they have a chance. Like, I think if season four is bad. Not bad, but not as good. Like, season one and two, I thought, were just, like, insane, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, so, season four, I like, the more that you realize that the birds can pull this off and be safe, you know? Like, in season one and two, you're the whole time you're thinking to yourself, there's no way that they can pull this off. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, there's 0% chance. And then, now you can see how they can, which makes it, like, less exciting, I guess, you know? Yeah, uh, tension is really what makes this show so like so fun to watch for me is just like seeing how they're gonna get out of each like situation out like okay and even if they make it out okay like they don't always make it out i love the bit from uh from wendy where she's like when your life's on the line, like, nothing else is even interesting at all. Everything's just boring. Yeah, like, yeah. when you go back to your life not being on the line. And I guess that that was interesting because, like, part of me is thinking, like, okay, if you guys are this good, you didn't need to launder for a Mexican drug cartel. You could have done all of this legit and just been insanely rich, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I guess, like, it is, like, the pressure of them, like, performing to save their family. Um, yeah, so kind of... We'll see with next season. I wonder, like, do you think anybody will win an Emmy for anything? I mean, I haven't really I can watched... See, I could see the girl who plays Ruth... Winning again. Winning it again. Not for... Yeah, I think she, she has a chance. She's definitely going to get nominated. Hopefully, the guy who plays Ben gets, like, a supporting actor nom. I Can he, though, if he's not... I guess he was there for the full season. Yeah. But I, a nom would be cool. Uh, you wouldn't win it. The ki- the kids are also. We didn't shout out Jonah and Charlotte. Whoever plays them. They took really a good. back seat though this season, which I didn't like. I kind of like exploring how, like, the parents like that, the business side of like the cartel kind of affects them. I love that part of the, the show. With and jo- they didn't really have, like, they had like clips of it, like Jonah trying to help out with his drone, and like stuff like that but they they should have pursued that more i think well charlotte's character had her temper tantrum and now it's like set up for next season like jonah's gonna have his like go through puberty they, and have, a temper yeah. tantrum, <laughs> they gotta make it way different though because i like, can't sit through another like oh it was so charlotte like being whiny like it was pretty annoying like and I'm more, I don't want Jonah to be like that. I'd rather Jonah, like, be a badass, you know? Like, uh, like and I wish he's going to split from the family, like, Yeah, no, like, just be, like, hardcore, yeah, you yeah. know? Uh, that's what Charlotte, I mean, it wouldn't have worked out, but it would have been more fun if that was what Charlotte was like. You know, it reminds me of Harry Potter in the fifth movie in Order of the Phoenix when 
he's just like totally hitting puberty and just like whiny and like yeah, yeah. doesn't want to learn his legitimates to like stop Lord Voldemort, you know? <laughs> All right. Uh, final question on Ozark. Is it like the, is it the best show on TV right now? In the wake of Game of Thrones, what's the best show? Succession. You think Succession's better? Than Ozark, yes. I think Ozark's better. I think Succession's more fun to watch. I have the opposite way. I think Ozark's more fun to watch just because I can't sit and watch it. It it gets my heart going, but Succession, I just think, is a better show. Okay, like interesting. Overall. All right, um, time to move on now to, we discussed it in the last pod, Survivor. Um, spoiler warning, we will be diving deep into what's been happening in this season and what we think is going to happen at the conclusion of the season. But, uh, yeah, if you remembered the last pod, we talked about, um, Locke was kind of walking me through everything. And I remember I was like trying to bait you into telling me like who your favorite character was and what your favorite maneuver was. And you were hinting at something that I didn't know then, but since then I've binged watched all the episodes and I'm caught up, uh, as of like two weeks ago. And you were talking about the Denise blindside on Sandra. Dude, she just went for it and totally knocked her out. And then Sandra, Sandra just left. She was like, I'm out. Well, dude, she knows she's really smart. Obviously, you have to beat a win two times. And she is awful at the challenges. Yeah. So she's like, there's no chance I'm beating a guy like Boston Rob to get back into this game. Yeah. Smart. She's not wasting her time. Right now, I think the people on Edge of Extinction are... I like I like that group of people more than I like still on the island. Like, they, they took out... There's some good dudes still left, but the best dudes for sure are, are on Edge of Extinction. There's only one more challenge to get back in. I know. I'm rooting for Hopefully, Boston Rob, man. I don't know if Tyson is going back to Edge of Extinction. I don't know if we're After allowed to go back twice. Extinction, they shouldn't yeah. let him. Sorry, Tyson, I love you, but... Yeah, it's also, like... It's, yeah. Parvati's gone. She's good at challenges, though. She has a chance. Oh. If there's a puzzle, especially. Yeah. She could get back in. She has, like... She's got these quirks, man. You know, she's... Uh, her mannerisms and her... Uh, like, I feel like it's, you know... Who is, who is the guy? Nick? who was talking about, like, kind of sucking up to her, and he was, she was, like, kind of flirting with him and, like, brainwashing dude, him. That's like, what she does. I know. That's what she does best. <laughs> She's so good at it. I kind of miss it, dude. It's, like, really interesting to watch. Like, someone, Parvati's fun to watch because she's, like, an actual, like, like, she can manipulate people. Yeah. Like, you can watch it happen. Adam, someone like Adam is not fun to watch. He's just a weasel, dude. Like the way he was squirming when they were doing when they were about to vote him out. Was to be like, fair, it was so satisfying the way he got out. Just it was just embarrassing himself. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it any other he way. He is so embarrassing, dude. Like, I'm scared. That's what, that's my favorite quote from him. He's a weasel. Personal. So he reminds me of Jerry from Rick and Morty, right? Like, that level of just no spine. <laughs> and he, like, he won. He, they did a challenge, and, like, I guess Adam put in the last puzzle piece or something, and they came back from behind. <laughs> and he goes, he, they do his little one-on-one -on -one interview, and he said something like, In eighth grade, my mom told my teacher that when Adam sets his mind to something, he does it. 
And you know what? She was right. <laughs> it's like, shut up, Adam. I, it, it hurt to watch. And I'm just like, I root for the most fun outcomes when I watch Survivor. Yeah. No, I feel you like know? the best tribal council situation. Yeah. And so, honestly, I wanted him to be in it because he's just like, he's like a train wreck. <laughs> you know? Like, when at the last tribal meeting, when he was squirming around before he got cut like i actually i wanted him out because he was so beat but i if someone has to get back on the island i'm rooting for adam i'm rooting for boston rob and i'm rooting for parvati those are just the three most fun people i'm boston rob parvati all the way boston rob's also in the category with parvati of just he can manipulate people like straight up like he's a mastermind at it he just yeah i think this is his fifth time on the show uh so he just dominates like he just knows exactly how to play it but like everybody else saw that this time because they're not idiots this time uh, just voted him out so well and they, he has his wife there too they were scared of that they voted out all the like top players yeah so it's crazy like the people that are perceived as good you really stand no chance so that was yeah harmony boston rob sandra um, well sandra sandra would have been fine if she just didn't give her the idol. But she, you don't blind, you don't do a blindside like that unless you think that she's a threat, you know? No, well, everybody knows she's a social threat, but this is how she wins. She would never win individual immunity if her life depended on it. <laughs> so, like, everybody knows that. So, it's like, they their thoughts are, I can literally vote her out anytime I want. Cause, Cause, her style of play is, I'll write down anybody's name that's not me, and it works because she's not a physical threat, so they don't perceive her as that. Uh huh. But she always gets jury votes because she does it by herself, I guess. Right. She's not like part of a team, and she's not just like power alliancing, right. like coattails. Wait. So is everybody gonna vote at the end? Like literally every single person? I think so. Yeah, they're all on the jury. Whoa. But, um, who, the person I think who's going to win is going to be someone who doesn't make any moves until there's, like, five or six people left, and then they'll make one big one, gain a ton of respect from everybody, because it would be a crazy move, and then make it to the to the jury vote and win it, just like that. Because you got to make it late enough where you're where you can still hang on and not be perceived as a threat because everybody there is a threat, you know? Yeah, so, because I guess, like, basically the people who are left are people who are not perceived as threats, you know? Like, that's how yeah. I feel about Well, everyone. Tony is, like, the biggest threat there now. Hey, like, I'm Tony! <laughs> we gotta <laughs> stay him back in Brooklyn. <laughs> He's doing a good job this season. What? Because his whole thing is, like... He's super, like, loud. He, like, he'll always tell people if he has an idol just to scare him and then won't play it because he'll bluff him. He'll, like, wear it around his neck. I can't believe we got Jerry and Cousin Nicky from, from Rick <laughs> Cousin and Morty. Cousin Vinny, dude. Cous- no, it's Cousin Nicky. <laughs> dude, they're getting Rick and Morty characters yeah. on Survivor. I feel, I feel like, so then is it the people that are, like, really well-liked are going to pull it off, like, in no, the end? no. You don't think? Like, I, I feel Because like, if you're way too well-liked... Like, Sophie and Jeremy. I feel like everybody likes Sophie and Jeremy. No, Jeremy Jeremy would have gotten voted out, but he left Tribal Council. They hate him. 
I think he's shifty. No, I think he was perceived as... Okay, I think you're right. But he's perceived as, like, friends with a lot of people, and then a lot not, of people turn on him. Not last episode. Sophie? He, dude, he, Sophie's got deep roots in there right now. Sophie's everywhere. She's got, like, Ben, which, um, Sarah, and... <laughs> Tony. The way that Ben yeah. just bullied Adam in the episode. Oh, yeah. So, so, he's, Ben's kind of a dick, dude. He's kind of a dick. And, uh. Not really. Yeah. I think the one, dude, he was just about to get voted out by, by the weasel that no one <laughs> likes. I'd be heated. Yeah. Totally understandable. But, like, dude, you're like, the way I, like, watch this show is, like, all these winners. There's, like, the Lions, like, the Boston, all, the Boston Robs and stuff, and, like, the Parvities, where they just, like, control the game. They're all out, but then you have, like, the, like, vultures and the hyenas, like, all the people left are just, like, taking nabs at, like, people whenever they get a chance. That's how I see them playing it. Alright, um, to end the segment, you have to guess who's gonna win. Who would you guess? Ooh. Hmm. I think Kim has a solid shot. Whoa. Yeah. Just flying under the radar? Justify your pick in like 10 seconds. No. Well, she she's not too much under the radar, but she's not too big of a threat. She'll win challenges because she's really good at them. But yeah, like, like, but like there's people way act. better than her. Dude, she has the most individual like immunity wins for a girl like ever apparently. Uh-huh. So she's, like, insane. But, like, they'll vote off, like, the guy threats first. That's that's what they'll do. I, okay, I think, uh, I think Denise is gonna win. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think, uh... <laughs> Too big of a threat. I think, dude, I think Sophie's gonna win. I think she's not gonna burn her bridges. And if she makes it to the final couple... She's just gotta make a move that she can, like, get respect from. Just everyone, nobody seems to, like, not like her. And, like, I think, because here's what I'm factoring in is, like, the final jury is going to vote favorably for some people and not other people. That's, yeah, yeah, that, that's... Which actually you makes You can't it, get them bitter. Which makes it so that Sophie, probably if people recognize that, is going to have a higher chance of getting booted. But if she makes it to the finals, then I think she'll win. I don't know, it's, it's tough. you got to play the game ethically, too, or else you're not going to win. I know, yeah. Definitely really fascinating. If you haven't been watching Survivor, uh, put Locker that shit and uh, catch up because this season's pretty insane. It's season 40. Um, 20 past winners all got thrown in together. The game is all about like masterminding and backstabbing. It's like being master of coin in Game of Thrones, basically. You're it's, plotting, you're scheming. Yeah, it's some major Game of Thrones, little finger various stuff. Um, highly recommend it. Uh, there's probably like eight more episodes left, right? Nine more episodes. There's ten people left right now. Yeah, so there will probably be like six, five or six episodes left. Uh, yeah, either catch up or start watching it because this is a cultural phenomenon. All right, that'll be it for the Two Brothers Podcast. Enjoy your week, everybody, and we'll be back.